free information. This is me being creative. Stupid. 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 You startled me. How did you get in here? Did my Yaya let you in? Are you here for the extra special bonus secret episode of New Dad? Well, you are in for a treat indeed, my friend, because we have two of the sexiest, most well-manicured dads on the planet in the studio tonight, talking about their favorite things from 2019, their favorite moments as a dad. This extra special bonus episode brought to you by our sponsor, Sleep Six Mattresses, Make the most of what you get. Sleep Made Simple, Sleep 6, was filmed January 5th, a Sunday, right before the Golden Globes. And I mention that because the dads come off as quite the prognosticators. A couple different shows listed in their favorite things took home hardware later that night. So kudos to the dads, Rory and Jimmy. Shame on me, the big dum-dum. I am, I refer to one of my favorite bands, uh, as Diet Cigarette. They just go by Diet Sig. Also blanked on the name of the actor Michael K. Williams, as well as the series he appeared in when they see us. So I'm a fucking idiot. What's new? Take us away, prop cause. We have Jimmy and Rory in a second. This is New Dad after dark. Ooh. I am here with two sexy dads, Jimmy and Rory, two guys I've known for a really long time. Rory Berg was a college roommate of mine, and James Stabler, a.k.a. No Content, was uh, my first friend at Schofield Media. We'll do probably a separate podcast on Schofield Media <laughs> in its entirety, which we could have Rory because he interviewed there once. I did, you yes, did. I did. Yeah. I totally forgot about I think that. all of our now. friends at some point interviewed yeah. there yeah. once. You're going for that referral bonus, <laughs> y'all. got get it. Um, these guys, you uh, get used to seeing their faces. I plan to have them as uh, guests on future episodes. So uh, hopefully you guys like them. And as always, uh, when, you know, when you see a guest and you really like them, you want to see them on again, don't forget to send us an email. Again, that's newdadpod at gmail.com. So Rory, Jimmy, introduce yourselves to the audience. Tell us a little bit about yourselves and about uh, the kids that have made you dads. I'm James, uh, Jimmy Stabler, uh, 38 years young. Pappas and I have known each other for, we were just talking about this, I think 15 years. Um, at first I didn't like him when he sat next to me at Schofield because he was kind of annoying, but now he's turned into probably my best friend, so that's kind of cool. Um, I have a 14 year month, uh, year 14, 14 month year old. Gary was 14 yeah. years. 14 month uh, year old. Uh, we call him Gary, his name's Dylan. So that's fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Rory, tell them a little about yourself. Yeah, my name is Rory Berg. Uh, I've known Tommy here for about 20 years. We met in, uh, in Dubuque, Iowa. We went to the same college. We were college roommates for a period of time and uh, became great friends after that. Had a lot of good memories and 
Lovely Dubuque, Iowa. Um, pit of America. Yeah, total shithole of America. <laughs> Do never go to Dubuque, Iowa if you have a chance. Um, but yeah, I have uh, two great kids. I have a four-year-old son named Sawyer, and I have a uh, almost two-year-old daughter named Ellie. So, um, so yeah, happy to be on the show, and thanks for having me, brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm really excited to have these guys on the show because I think uh, myself, when I became a dad, I was really interested to see how I would fit just my personality. I've always felt a, a little bit on the more odd or weird side. Um, so, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, so watching Rory and Jimmy, who I also you know, think are, are brethren in, in, in that sort of realm, uh, grow up and do it as well is has been, you know, we'll talk about this, one of my highlights for 2019. Um, you guys, you know, we're going to talk about our highlights uh, as dads, our highlights as, uh, you know, just as people enjoying life. But tell me a little bit more about uh, some of the highlights in the realm of pop culture. Uh, you know, anything from books to TV shows to movies. And we're going to start with you, Roy. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, you know, once you become a dad and a parent, you know, unfortunately, sometimes your interests, you know, slow down a little bit. So I, I used to be more huge in the music than I am now. But in terms of talking music, I try to listen to as much as I can. 2019, a band called uh, Milky Chance, uh, indie rock group out of Germany, two guys. Uh, they what was a, their big single? Uh, um, Stolen Dance? Stolen Dance yeah, is their big one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what uh, I was trying to think of how I know them. Yeah, they got some radio play, um, but they had an album that came out called Mind Over Moon, which is really good. So check that out if you can. Uh, Movie-wise, uh, Joker I thought was was awesome. Uh, I think there was a lot of hype around it, and I think that it lived up to that hype. It was dark, disturbing, sometimes funny. You know, I think Joaquin Phoenix did a phenomenal job. Um, and then in terms of TV shows, uh, I think The Handmaid's Tale is, is a badass show. Um, which I didn't really find myself um, liking the first couple episodes. But after having kids and there's so much kid and family dynamic going on in a disturbing political environment, um, I just related to that. And I thought it's pretty phenomenal writing and acting. So, um, so yeah, those are kind of my big three for 2019. And it's hard to uh, consume pop culture as a parent. You know, I know that yeah. it's like, it's a, it's may seem like a weird question because, uh, you know, I think that's one of the, the things that most people cut immediately is, you mm -hmm. know, the, the shows we're able to consume, our times listening to music, or, or you know, whatever, uh, you know, reading, whatever the case may be, uh, you know, that's what we sacrifice for the time with our kids. Right. Uh, so is, were you able to, obviously not the Joker, but like Milky Chance, I remember you mentioning that uh, when Sawyer hears music, he'll ask a lot, is this reggae? Is that like something that he, like, is that like That's a band awesome. that he would enjoy as well? Yeah, I think yeah. like now more like than ever, sure. I think, you know, he's starting to react to music and, you know, the, the music that I like as well, too. So right. you're right. I think he's recognizing these bands that I listen to all the time. He, mm -hmm. He's kind of identifying, you know, he's, you know, he'll be four in January. He's just getting quicker and recognizing kind of what type of instruments are in the in the different songs what kind of genre it is so that's just awesome to see you know yeah. as somebody who again loves music but didn't doesn't have a chance to listen to it as much as i'd like to but that's just like an, an one of many ways you mm -hmm. you can bond with your kid and if it's something that you like as well i mean it's it's, it's awesome for yeah. sure for sure i think that's something i look forward to too and there was another mm -hmm. moment uh i think it was this year that it happened 
uh, and I'm blanking on the name of the band, but I sent you a song, and then you, you shared it with Sawyer, and he was like, Daddy, this song's good. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. I, who was that, though? That was... Um, I'll remember by the end, or if not, we'll yeah. edit it in. Yeah. Uh, I'll look at my phone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, like that was something where I thought it was cool, because you were like, oh, it's like one of the first like pop songs that he's listened to. Yeah. It wasn't just like something... Um, and, you know, I've found with Shep, one of my joys has been spending time listening to, you know, certain, and it's not, obviously, everything I listen to is not for him, but, uh, two, you know, two of my favorite albums from this year, uh, which mm-hmm. were uh, Taylor Swift's Lover and Carly Rae Jepsen's Dedicated, he, like, he jams to the, like, he'll sit and listen yeah. to at least three or four of the bangers off each one of them. Nice. Um, and that's been really fun to just been able to enjoy that uh, w- with him as well. Yeah, share those experiences with them. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Bubble Guppies is something I never expected to probably have on my list of favorite shows in 2019. <laughs> but it's it's probably in my you know might have made crack the top five. I really really love Nani. So great show. Yeah. great music in that show too. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it, they actually do have some good jams. Uh, he's now in an Elmo phase. Like that was a, that's going to be a 2020. I'll have to remember that that started at the beginning because. Uh, by this time next year, I'll forget. It'll nope. probably be into like, change, yeah. Bikinis and hot rats, <laughs> smoking <laughs> cigarettes <laughs> and drinking beers. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, you know those are some of my things. But before I, I finish my list, we'll get to Jimmy. And you want to talk about some of your things? Yeah, I was going to segue into talking about uh, pop culture and being a dad and not being able to do it as much, I guess. Right. But I feel like Emily and I, my wife Emily. I feel like now that the time that we do have, we cherish it more. So it's more like mm-hmm. I think about it more, I guess, in terms of TV, you totally. know, Netflix shows or whatever. And I think Fleabag and uh, Mindhunter were probably the two I can think of off the top of my head that we really enjoyed, especially Mindhunter in terms mm-hmm. of uh, nonstop watching. And I think we I'm pretty sure we binge watched the entire thing. That same day or the same weekend, at least. Yeah. While while out. Dylan was napping, you know, like we were able to do that. <laughs> um, and then movies, Midsommar. I don't. Uh, I'm not saying that right. Midsommar. Um, out of your suggestion, yeah. and I think it's the only movie that we've purchased through Amazon, at least the only one that I that I recall, because um, I didn't even know we could do that, <laughs> um, which is cool. So yeah, that that movie is great. Thought provoking, weird, as weird as it gets, and not yeah. boring at all. Yeah, and if you're into horror movies at all, I <laughs> highly suggest both Hereditary and yeah. Midsummer. Um, I I think what I love most, you know, when I'm watching a movie is not knowing what you know what's coming next. It's probably one of mm-hmm. the things I hate the most is when I'm, you know, as an experience, I you know I figure okay, this is X, Y, and Z is going to happen, and then X, Y, and Z happens. Right. You know, that's although there is that inner like. That's cool that I knew that was going to happen. I yeah. should be a director yeah, but, or a producer. <laughs> but, but to yeah. that point, like, at what point did you figure that out? Because I, I would bet it was pretty late in the movie because, True. you know, like we both had mentioned, there's this, there's this point when you think it's going to be one thing. And right. you're watching it and you're like, oh, okay, this is where it's going. And this I'm is complete, great. Yeah, completely I'm, okay I'm on this. board with this. Yeah. And this, I can see where this is going to be crazy and could potentially, yeah. you know, scare me away from something I really enjoy. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then it ends up not being that at all. And then, yeah, yeah once that happens, that switch, um, which I would say Hereditary is like that. There's a moment in Hereditary where I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure I know where this is going. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, in the flash of a road sign, like that, the, what I thought happened, 
totally turns on a dime. And now we're talking about something different. Yeah, I mean, after that, you start to maybe piece it together. But still, there's having that moment, it's just so rare, I think, watching movies where you're just completely fooled, right? right. You know? um, and both those movies did that. Yeah, and as we mentioned earlier, I never thought like there would be two horror movies that would be like up in my... I'm not a huge movie guy anyway, but like, wow, those are what I enjoyed. I'm like, all right. I don't know what that <laughs> what says. What the hell's wrong with you guys? Yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad. But, yeah. No, I mean, there... I just know that I don't like boring shit, and it's not boring at all. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the few genres I think that's really pushing. I mean, and I'm sure there's probably people right. who are, who are going <laughs> to send in some emails, and I, and I hope they do, you know, turning right. me on to some great young writers and directors that are making some weird stuff. Uh, but yeah, I totally agree as far as that film goes for me as well. And uh, there was a, I think it was, I'm not even going to try to butcher the name, but it was a a Netflix series about the Central Park Five. Uh, Maybe this is, or When They Come For Us, or... Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, heard about that one, yeah. That was, and probably not doing it justice by not remembering the name, but uh, (laughs) that was, by I think, the, the most... The best thing I watched in 2019, movies or TV, uh, and you know, it's based on a, on a true case of these five boys who mm-hmm. were uh, tried and uh, convicted of rape that did not do the crime. So uh, hmm. I don't think I've seen that. And the wild thing is, is like I, I don't, you know, even though I just turned 38, right? Uh, I still can identify. You know, I I, I don't feel that old. So I, as I as Same. I'm watching the movie, I'm identifying with when these, they see us. Sorry, when I they see us. For yes. Yes. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. When they see us, it was the best thing I watched in 2019. Uh, I watched it. I think in, in you know almost a, a year ago. So forgive me for not remembering. Uh, yeah, it I identified with the kids as kids, right? I still could remember being you know as a troublemaker. Uh, you know, I remember being a little kid and being in front of police and knowing what it was like to be intimidated, and mm-hmm. uh, and I could relate to how easily it would be just to say something that wasn't true to get, because you thought it was going to get you off. And then also, you know, I, I'll try to say this without giving any sort of spoilers, there's a certain complicity to the parents. You know, like the kids really, in some certain cases, couldn't have been convicted without the parents' help. And so, like, as you're watching these scenes as a dad, and, uh, oh, my God, the guy, uh, Omar from The Wire, Michael K., um, Blank out his name, uh, but he does such a phenomenal job in that, uh, as well as all all, all of the, the the kid actors, um, and I'm I'm pretty sure they're all relatively newcomers. Uh, but it it's the best thing I watched, um, you know, from a, an entertainment because it's it was well written, it was well done, uh, but also just it, I don't know that I watched anything that moved me that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, that reminds me of the. The Netflix, I think it's just one episode, or it's just it's a documentary that Tell Me Who I Am. Did you end up oh, watching that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I mean, you say moved me, that was one where I was trying to find something to fall asleep to, and I did kind of at the very beginning, but then obviously I didn't. I'm like, what? I just haven't had, that was like a, in a good and bad way. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. like, wow. You know, made pre- me feel something, I guess, is what yeah, I was Yeah, and say. the premise of that is that there's twin brothers, and one of them has amnesia, and the other brother, uh, is left with this really tough decision is whether to fill his memory back up with uh, the real truth or uh, something to kind of protect him from the truth. And it goes down a really windy road. Mm, yeah. Wow. And it's a document. Yeah, it's all true. It's, it's, that, that was pretty crazy. Wow. Um, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. It was pretty crazy for sure. Um, 
you know, I mentioned Lover and Dedicated. I will say this year, I there was, uh, I, I think I just got into a, you know, I've always kind of had a propensity for female-led bands, but there was a, a bunch that I just want to give shout-outs to because I don't know if they were new or not, but uh, Soccer Mommy, they're an awesome band. Open up for Paramore. Mm-hmm. Open up for Paramore, and they're playing uh, at uh, Talia Hall this April. I have tickets, a uh, wonderful gift for Christmas. Uh, yeah. Is that the the Martin Luther King Day one? No, uh, that is another one of my favorite female lead, lead bands, Hopalong. Oh, okay. But cool. uh, it's not her whole band. It's just Frances, the lead singer. So I think she's... Uh, I've seen her play solo before, and she still has people playing with her. So maybe it's... I don't know. Uh, the guitarist was with her last time, too. So there must be some iteration of it. But still really like her. Uh, Beach Bunny, uh, another band I really, really got into... Um, and then Diet Cigarette was another one that I really, really enjoyed. So can we just talk about those fucking band names just alone? Yeah, Diet Cigarette, Diet Beach Cigarette. Party, and what was the other one? Soccer, Soccer Mom. Mom. Soccer Mom. Yeah, I mean, yeah. think about it. There are run, people running out of names. Yeah, there's exactly. only so many names. You gotta respect have. it. You know, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. pretty hilarious. And if the music's good too, right? Yeah, more power to them. They are. They. I mean, I don't know. There's something I just really enjoy. And they're kind of uh, two of the three are. Are pretty, or they're all pretty surfy garage rock type okay. bands. Yeah, uh, real fun. Um, so check them out. Those were some of my nice. favorite things. Uh, Did Junkyard come out last junk- year? Oh yeah, that was yeah Junkyard Samurai yeah. by yeah, Prime Cause we... and, the, and the Palmer Squares. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was one that was like uh, I enjoyed it on on my first listen, but I went back to it recently and it was just like oh, I really really like. Yeah. It. Maybe it's just because I've had a full year of music to kind of compare it to, yeah. but I really really did enjoy that. Uh, that album a lot. Uh, two Chicago-based musician musical groups, or one musician, one group, <laughs> or, however you say that <laughs> appropriately. Um, what do you guys have as far as uh, any books? I, I, I should ask. You guys, readers. Well, yes, you yes, yeah, and, yeah. yes, and no. I mean, I'm a, re- I'm a reader. Throw it's, out it, your weird shit. It's just in terms of having time. Yeah. Speaking of having time, which is usually on the train. Oh, yeah. To and fro. Um, but I'm rereading that book uh, because the first time it was either just I just... Over your head. It was over my head and I, it, I thought it was too dense. But for some reason it makes more sense this time. But it's the Ascent literature and all about the, the reoccurring number of seven in Ascent literature right. ascending to heaven. Yeah. And obviously that ties in with our ice... What our is it? Firecon. Ice and Firecon yeah. and... Maybe the panel we'll get to do yeah. about the significance of Seven and Game of Thrones. So um, it's been fun reading that. That I mean, what, oh, yeah, I read another one that was about uh, Terrence McKenna, Robert Ant Wilson, and Philip K. Dick, and all the, just their main stories of psychedelia in the 70s. That one was incredibly dense and almost like a, uh, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um it was dense. Yeah. I, I finished it, but I probably need to reread it again. But it was, it was definitely enlightening. Um, so. any, any books for you, Rory? Lately, um, I mean, it's kind of a classic, but I, I never had a chance to read it until now, is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh. Um, I've been reading a lot of like self-help books as it relates to just like investments and professional help. So gotcha. Rich Dad, Poor Dad is really good. It's some good advice about, you know, how to, you know, make great investments strategically and retire early and, you know, things like that. And then uh, just reading some books about like emotional IQ uh, as it pertains to like, 
you know, anything from like sales to your personal life. So just recognizing just, you know, different emotions and meeting new people and, and ways to kind of, um, you know, better yourself and, and those types of relationships. So um, for whatever reason, I'm on that kind of kick right now. Yeah. So well, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. That's kind of one of the themes of the show. So ties <laughs> it for sure. Uh, what about your kids? What are the, some of the books that they're enjoying the most right now or in the past <laughs> 2019? Uh, do you can you pick out like a- my favorite? Well, my personal favorite is Goodnight Moon, and I it's, which I think it's Goodnight Moon, I believe. Um, famous 70s, I think it's from the 70s. Um, that we I try to we try to read to him at night. Um, he'll bring it to us every now and then, although I'm not sure if he really recognizes it. But That's- it's a short book, it's quick, it's I think he gets it. Um, that one, Pete the Cat's cool, yeah. Um, yeah, those are the two that come off top of my head. Pete the Clat, Pete the Clat, uh, Pete the, <laughs> that's a classic for sure. Uh, we just got one that has like 12 mini stories in it. So it's like a thick uh, one. So every course. night you can read a different Pete the Cat. There's a book called Fortunately Unfortunately. Uh-huh. Um, it's basically this little monkey type creature that goes on adventures and gets caught up in a volcano. There's dinosaurs. Um, there's aliens, all kinds of cool shit that like as a kid, you're just like, whoa, and opens your mind up to like different type of fantasy you know shit like that so yeah that's a really good one too so unfortunately unfortunately that's a decent one uh, yeah. noted no, yeah but uh, is that for a th- three four year old i assume um yeah but it can also okay. i mean i mean one or two year olds they could follow it as well too <laughs> cool yeah do your kids and probably not sawyer but maybe ellie is she a fan of turning the page well before you read oh, everything yeah. oh yeah mm-hmm. no time for that it's okay. <laughs> So now I've that's got absolutely with or just closing it because yeah, they, yeah, or that's that fun, you know. I'm thinking maybe we'll do this at the end. Maybe I'll grab a book. Uh, having having a game because what I do now is it's uh, how fast can I make up a story just based on the pictures <laughs> before he's done. Oh yeah, so <laughs> it's just based on pictures, you know, solely. And uh, he has his, a Disney a collection of Disney ones, uh-huh. and there's one about this horse Max. And uh, the story in my head, and now that we've done a couple times, is. The whole, you know, they ask the horse to be part of their family. The horse says no. Then the horse changes his mind, becomes part of the family. They celebrate by going to the bar, and the horse gets shit faced and passed out. And they leave him on the floor of the bar. That's what it looks like from the pictures. I swear to God, if they were just piece it together, uh, I would dare anyone else to prove me wrong. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So that might have to be a game either for the future or for the future tonight. Um, yeah, it's he has no time for actual wor- words on pages right now. Yeah, and if he does, it's usually the texture that yeah, he wants to. Yeah, exactly. Show. And so we have a lot of those books, mm-hmm. or like the the tab and pull where you right. pull the tab. And he's he's like, got one of those space ones yeah. um, that folds out and it has like the texture for each planet and whatnot. He, he digs that one. Chef's super into farm animals right now, so he's got a lot of farm related ones, bubble yeah. guppies, bubble guppy related. And ones. Dylan's doing this where he's only using his middle finger oh, as well, awesome. so it's like <laughs> I keep we keep. I mean, he uses his pointer when he's doing other things, but when he's being serious, it's interesting. Uh, right? Well, it's funny is like when Chef was a little kid, I used to like take his finger and point at the stuff for him. And yeah. be like, okay, this is this, this is yeah. this, uh, and every now and then it's not. It's like just really random. He'll like I I don't pick it up right away normally, but he puts his hand in my hand and he's like mm-hmm. trying to get me to do something. I don't know what it is. And he's I'm like oh you want me to, to take your finger it. and like, put it. <laughs> oh, that's up. cute. Yeah. So I'm like oh, okay, you're regressing. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Right as uh, a new baby's about to come. Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I mean that's uh, I think I you know the books for me. Uh, I just finished uh the second book in the witcher series which is the first two are a collection of short stories 
Uh, I just started watching. Yeah, and so I really I like it. Yeah, I really enjoyed the books. Cause uh, I can't tell you which one. Yeah. Yeah. Valley of Plenty, <laughs> Valley of Plenty, <laughs> Valley of Plenty. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, no. So I really enjoyed that. I mean, uh, doing another reread. I think it would be remiss. Uh, so we're doing a reread of Storm of Swords right now. We reread uh, Clash of Kings and Game of Thrones earlier. We're trying to time it up with. Uh, what we think will be the release of Winds of Winter. So uh, for anyone that's interested in reading the Game of Thrones books, if you can catch up, or like I said, we're on Storm of Swords now. Uh, Are you a fan of Game of Thrones? Or? I am a, I am oh, a fan. Okay. Head, head yeah, to History of Westeros for the Valar <laughs> Reredis project. Uh, we'll give that a good plug. Uh, and so uh, it's one of those things I'm super pumped. And probably I'll introduce it to Shep, the, the novels, and start reading them well before he's he's like uh, old enough to process ninety <laughs> percent of the, the uh, content that's in there. But uh, yeah, I mean that's what I get excited for. But I do see this love of reading, you know, and that I'm hoping continues. You know, that I didn't have as, as a kid, you mm-hmm. know, at all. Me either. And I regretted it because I, I, you know, as a young adult, I fell in love with it again, or just you know, for the first time, really. Uh, and I just felt like it, there's all this time I missed out on. I'm like, I could have, you know, and I retroactively went back and tried to reread a lot of those books that, you know, I was assigned in school that mm-hmm. I never did. And, yeah. Uh, to get that, you know, education that I was supposed to have. So they still sucked when you were an adult too. No, you know, like, <laughs> you know, what book totally sucked that I was really jazzed up for me was Catcher in the Rye. I, yeah, everyone you talked to me. Yeah, yeah. And I think I just maybe missed the boat, read it too late in life, but like everyone's like, oh, Holden Caulfield. Like, well, I, I, I found him so annoying personally, <laughs> but whatever, that's, that's neither here nor there. It's um, <laughs> probably a topic for another time. Um, but yeah, I think those are my favorites and I think we'll, we'll, uh, we'll go over to some of our 2019 favorite moments uh, just in general. Uh, and, before we get to our favorite moments as dads, um, you know, I think one of my favorite things, uh, we'll talk about it a couple of times, Ison Firecon, Jimmy and I went there uh, in April of 2019. That was a lot of fun. Uh, kind of Thrones in July was also uh, a really fun trip. Made it out to Whistler with my wife, uh, which was just gorgeous. Great, uh, there's an area or a little lake there called Green Lake. Um, mm. So, uh, and then there was also Park City early on. We did a ski trip there, which was super cool as well with uh, some friends. That you guys do that almost every year, right? Or like yeah. the last few years? Yeah, we have a, a, my brother-in-law lives in Park City and we try to get up there and he's normally a pretty gracious host. Nice. And, uh, shout out to Ski Butler. Ski Butler normally uh, hooks us up. So, uh, that yeah, it's a, and it's a, if you've never been out to Utah, Utah is one of those states that I'd never been to and I just thought was a flat boring state full of like mormons basically Mm -hmm. yeah and then i went there and just realized it's this total hidden gem like i think they undersell it on purpose it's you know got awesome mountains crazy deserts it's just this really cool uh state that i uh you know get excited about exploring more and more so yeah those are some of my highlights what about you guys Rory, uh yeah for me went to san diego earlier in the year um we go try to go there every year for a few days like a long weekend check out the beaches all that kind of stuff uh went to big sky montana oh, in yeah. um i think it was august for my wife's birthday that was that, that was amazing pictures looked amazing yeah it's awesome man i mean we went during summer so we did um you know a lot of hikes i mean it's in the the movie river river runs through it you know mm-hmm. was filmed in the area and it's it's everything you could imagine and just very kid friendly 
very kid friendly. They have like a town square with live music. My buddy Matt Zaremba lives out there, so he was That's a great awesome. host and you know showed us the local scene. Um, you know, it's just it's awesome out there. So with the Yellowstone Park, checked out like the, uh, the Old Faithful and all that kind of stuff. I think next time. I would love to get like an RV and just do it yeah. for like a full week and just go to Yellowstone for a couple of days because it's so big. And I've heard you're in the car a lot. You are. There's a lot of lot of driving, like two so, or three hours. There is, yeah. So if you go, like definitely go for a couple of days with like, you mm -hmm. know, a camper or something because then you can actually get into the park, see the wildlife, but it definitely takes a couple of days. So, yeah. so those two trips were the shit and just, you know, obviously bringing the kids along and seeing them react to new experiences is always dope. So that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's I'm thinking while you're talking on my highlights and obviously Ice and FireCon because yeah. I didn't know what to expect and not that I didn't want to go but I did. It's just my personality and I'm like. Well, oh. you also had never read the books. And never read the books. Putting yourself in a weird situation, which I do like in theory, but still when you're like, oh my god, we're actually going to do this, yeah. and then it turned out to be amazing minus losing my phone. But <laughs> what's new? Yeah. Um. So that was great. I also just remember I mean I went to Red Rocks for the first time. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. went to Denver for Big Red Dave's bachelor party. So saw 311 twice or twice, once in a small venue, then at Red Rock. So right. that was great. Um, then other than that, it's really just one <laughs> bringing it back to Dylan when he slept through the night. Yeah. Yeah. Ten and a half months in. So yeah, that was cool. Yes, yeah, you guys. Have, yeah, if we do a sleeping episode, we'll have you yeah. on as like the, a, a perspective of someone who hasn't had <laughs> right. a. And apparently, a we we had. I mean, yes, we had a bad, but I guess it can get it so can get worse. much worse. Yeah. So yeah, that's an important thing to remember. Right. Yeah. right. So and I would say after I, I think I mentioned this uh, in the recording that we are not going to use uh, that <laughs> watching you know all my friends just be dads now that I am a dad. Uh, I think before maybe I kind of resented some of the dads because it, you know as becoming a dad you're not as available right and mm -hmm. when I didn't have kids and people weren't available because of those kids you know <laughs> I didn't resent the kids it was just like I miss my friends you know right. I was like mm -hmm. oh but and then there's something kind of fun that happens when you become a dad too because a you understand it and all that resentment just kind of like dissipates right and I'm not, and it didn't carry me didn't carry it with me but it goes you know and instead of you you feel like you joined this kind of club or this you're you know there's right. this and maybe it's because we all had kids around the same time, you know, mm -hmm. Ellie and uh, Dylan and Shep all being really close in age. But yeah, it's been just been cool to watch everyone kind of go to this next stage together. And mm -hmm. uh, that's well, kind of why this podcast happened. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to see a lot of those dads that, you know, I'm, I'm referring to as, as guests in future episodes. And hopefully, you know, uh, it's something that, uh, you know, it's not just I think I have really awesome friends that are great dads i hope everyone else that listens agrees and they're like wow that's a really really great great um group of guys um we're going to talk about our favorite 2019 moments with our kids here uh we're going to pause for a word from our sponsor sleep six make the most of what you get sleep six sleep made simple speaking of making things simple these two guys make being dads look pretty simple. Yeah, We're going to yeah. talk about 2019, your favorite moments, guys. Let's talk about 2019, your highlights as a dad. And, you know, for Jimmy and I, it's kind of cheating because our kids were so small in 2018 that the majority of our dadhood took place in the year of 2019. So, you know, we're going to have, a, you know, a lot of the first that are going to be on most parents' lists, you know, as 
the kids like 21, you know, we're experiencing now. Yeah, you know, the first steps, right. first words, um, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm interested more so, you know, Rory, you Sawyer's older, you said four. And, yeah, it'll uh, be four in like two weeks, yeah. So, uh, you know, what, what kind of things did you see developmentally with Sawyer in 2019 that were really exciting or really cool for you? Well, not even developmentally, it could be just anything in general. Yeah, I mean, I think just like you said, everything, even when they get into the three and four-year-old and five, everything's new. You know, every day is different. Him stringing along sentences, being able to converse with you and and ask you questions about the world. I think that was the most kind of cool thing for me. It's coming to me, asking me like why things are. And you know, granted, it's a lot of questions, but <laughs> it's a lot of pressure too as a dad. It's like, okay, I need to explain this in a way that I sound oh, intelligent. And, I wasn't ready for this. Yeah, right, exactly. And you know, so... So that was just really cool and continue to help him learn things and, and be there for him as he's learning all this cool new stuff yeah. and communi- being able to communicate it to you as well. So, um, was there anything was really in cool. particular that he asked you about that like was really hilarious or just caught you off guard? Um, you know, not really. It's, I think just the consistency, you know, you always see on like TV shows and movies, it's like the kids are like, you know, why, you know, why? And they just keep asking. I thought that's all BS, but it's kind of incessant now. It's all day long. It's yeah. like, you, you kind of need to be on your A game, you know, and, and I want to be there to answer as many questions as I, as I can, but it makes me nervous about when they're older and bringing home homework and stuff. I'm like, oh shit, I don't know. Especially math. And I'm just oh. like, uh, take it Look, to, Dad, take it to your mom. From, you're an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Hopefully by that point, like just YouTube. Yeah, you fucking can... Excel. Put it in Excel. Yeah, or that yeah. Excel, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, by that time, it'll just be an implant. That'll yes. Just... Download the, the formula <laughs> yeah. for you. Technology be more advanced yeah. than for sure. Musk, give me that implant. <laughs> yeah, um, so, so, so that was just dope. Yeah. Just being able to kind of like help him, guide him through the world, answer questions that he has, and it's just sure. it gives you a new perspective as well because we could call the day to day. We don't pay attention to that stuff. It's like, all right, let's stop and you know, kind of break it down in a more simpler way, and just you know, be there for them in that kind of cool way. So sure. that was dope. And then with Ellie, um, you know, she'll be too in March, so not that much older than your guys' kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, just being able, different words every day, you know, being able to um, share in different joys, whether it's just laughing about something or like helping them through things that they can actually look for and speak to and, and you know, play games and instead of just, like you said, kind of being a blob on the floor right. and can't really do much, so, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, it kind of brings home this idea, because right now Shep's in the, it's like everything is what? Like he points, he wants me to tell, he wants me to identify things. Right. He's like building his, you know, vocabulary and definition and mm-hmm. uh, identifying things. So it's like, oh, that's a car. And it, even if it's, we walk by five cars, it's like, what? My car. It's like, what? Car. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I, I, you know, I can fast forward and I find myself doing that a lot as a dad. Like once one developmental my, milestone occurs, um, I start thinking about the next domino to fall. I'm like, oh, that means it's going to be this and then this and then this. Mm-hmm. And then this. What turns to why turns to then yes. more analytical type 100%. stuff and just discovering things. And it's something you look forward to, but at the same time, uh, we're, again, something I think that'll be a theme throughout these episodes is this idea of like enjoying the moment you're in with the stage, you know, yeah. versus mm-hmm. looking forward because, uh, you know, explaining that stuff's hard and, you know, you watch what yeah. you ask for if you, when you're like, oh, I can't wait to just do this or, you know, I can't wait to share a beer with my kid. And then yeah. you have to explain about like drinking responsibly and like <laughs> the bigger say, conversations. Yeah, all these yeah. things, you know, like hopefully what everything you've done as a as a dad, you know, has led up to that point that it's not a difficult discussion. It's sure. More like, 
Oh, that's common sense, Dave. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But still, you know, the, um, or I, you know, it's easier for them to connect because you've had this healthy interface with them. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. But what about you, Jimmy? And I was going to mention with Dylan, like, he's not saying what, but he's, well, he probably is in his head, but he doesn't know he's well, saying he's, it. he's four months behind. Yeah, that, that. Um, <laughs> but what I've been trying to get myself into a habit of as is saying what it is, because it's easy to get uh, to not. So I'm, that's been one of my things, like, wall, you know, whatever, bike, right? whatever it is, airplane, which mm-hmm. he, he recognizes, so... Um, that's been one thing that Emily and I have been really trying to uh, to do more, and that's really becoming from our nanny, like just because she's, she's been doing really it for so. It. She's great. She's right. I mean, yeah, we don't take him to a daycare, but he's basically got a teacher. Exactly. Yeah, she's not just there making yeah, sure he doesn't die and right. sleep. Yeah. Like she, yeah, one on one teaching, which is invaluable, really. Um, but yeah, all the you know, like you mentioned, all the milestones, him walking, which I got on the iPhone, which right. is pretty cool. Um, but to me personally, it's seeing him smile at me and giggle and bringing back tool. It's the first time I saw him at least try to imitate, a, uh, air guitar, which was really just this. Yeah. He didn't even have the hand up. He, <laughs> nice. he does this. <laughs> and now he'll do that often if it's like a heavy guitar oh, or, yeah. and, and, and whatever it is. So, and even Emily's like, Oh, look, 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 he's doing it. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's another, old, another episode about music and kids too, right? I mean, yeah. That's awesome. That's a great point. Yeah, and we, you know, we don't watch a, a bunch of TV, so music, and I hate silence, so music right. is on constantly. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how that fits in his worldview as time goes on. Yeah, and, I mean, and I, I would say one of my highlights also with Shep is uh, musically related, so maybe it is mm-hmm. an episode. But, uh, I, I, you know, you go through the nighttime routine and part of his books, and then lights mm-hmm. go off, and then it's right. you know rocking, and then it's kind of like a lullaby thing. And mm-hmm. I had, uh, you know, really since we brought him home, I had been consistent with singing him uh, this yeah, yeah yeah song, and it's like every night. And uh, he probably about three months ago, maybe even going back further than three months ago, he would start singing, but he was always it was always like twinkle twinkle, mm-hmm. and now it's like. Old McDonald. He loves mm-hmm. E-I-E-I-F. And it's just <laughs> that part of the song. It's just E-I-E-I-F. <laughs> right. Um, and he can do some of the animal noises. But the, uh, it was like night or two before my you know, uh, January 1st, and I'm rocking him. And uh, he'll ask for songs by like seeing the parts he knows. And he started the beginning of Turn Into by the yeah yeah yeah. And I was awesome. like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I told my wife about it. And, she was kind of skeptical about whether it had happened, but then he did it again uh, yesterday yeah. uh, in front of her, and it was it was a really cool moment. Um, Hell yeah, but yeah, that was like a, a very very rewarding, warm-hearted moment. One of my, you know, it was the end of 2019, so maybe some recency bias there. Um, you know, walking was cool. I loved Halloween. I'm a big Halloween costume person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shep had three, <laughs> three different costumes. Costume changes. Costume yeah. changes. That's awesome. Elliot of course from, he did. Yeah, yeah. Elliot from ET. Uh, Steve Jobs uh, at the. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was amazing. At the, at the petting zoo. Uh, and then Post Malone. Uh, we went to Malone. Yeah, that's right. I saw those. Yeah, pictures. the Post Malone one turned out awesome. Awesome. But it that was, was before, like, Halloween, Halloween, right? Or was yeah, that... that was, like, a couple days. It was, That's like, right. Uh, right. A, a little festival. Like, the weekend. Park was right. having. Um, you have to flip up the pictures, like, when you edit this so oh, that no, people could see yeah, that. Yeah, no, sure. it'll go to Instagram. Check out the Instagram. Right, I'll yeah. have, yeah. Uh, the, I'll sure changes. At, the, at the top of the show, we mentioned the, the Instagram handle. So uh, hit that up, and you'll see the, you know, all the costumes we're talking about. And 
uh, maybe some other content from Ice and Fire Con. And Dylan was else. an avocado. We just didn't go anywhere because the, the uh, weather was so shitty. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, the weather was, was awful. We didn't go anywhere either. We were going to, I mean, we're close to Larry that has, you know, people, they ship people in because the houses are so, so amazing. Awesome. They just go hard on the, the Halloween stuff. And we were like, we're not walking down there. It was snowing. That's right. It was that snowing. weather was absolute I forgot. bullshit. But that was brutal. The event that we went to with your sister, that was beautiful. That, that was, awesome. was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Right, <laughs> dude. So, I mean, I was glad we did these multiple things and you had these multiple costumes. Yeah. The actual Halloween was such a wash here. Yeah. yeah. It was like a blizzard. We went to that. It was, it was, it was a, it'll be part of another episode, which is my worst hangover as a dad, which was the next day because <laughs> we went to the Proud Cause show. Uh, well, I might as well show this too. May have shown this in episode one or not, but this is the show. Uh, lost a lot of stuff on the way home. It took me three Ubers to actually get home. Uh, <laughs> I thought I'd lost my wallet for two months until I found it ripped to shreds underneath our couch. And, and I left my debit card and uh, ID there as well. Yeah. Um, Solid but, night. But duh, that's, yeah. that's pretty standard for me. I <laughs> puked before leaving uh, to take Shep to daycare and then... Couldn't make it home and had to puke in the alley <laughs> on the way back, uh, like just hanging out of my car. So. Yeah. And I called in sick, and I haven't called in oh, sick in a long, long, that long time. That was, it's, I think it's gotta be my number one hangover. Um, of all time? No, of being from, yeah. Oh, time, of, all yeah, time yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I, yeah uh, definitely, oh, yeah, yeah. hands down. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. probably my top five, maybe of all time. Spoiler alert, I might have to edit this out because I do plan on doing a top hangover as a dad episode. And <laughs> <laughs> I just ruin everything, but I'm sure I have some other ones I can find. Yeah, I'm sure there's a few more. You and I just remember, like, speaking, you know, it was right before, like, our nanny was leaving. And I was like, can I just lay down for like 10 more minutes? Like, I was like, I hadn't eaten all day and I was like shaky. I'm just like, thank God you've been here because I don't know what the hell was going to happen. There's no way. Oh, yeah. It no was, way. Oh, it was brutal. Um, trying to think what else if you know for Shep's my highlights as a dad um yeah I mean it's just really it's just too broad I think of an answer but the real overall thing is just like the bond he and I have formed you know I we are super tight you know and I um I just love that you know I worked really hard for that I, sure. I feel like when he was mm -hmm. a baby um you know was very very aware of the, and I think it was maybe the idea that the realization, and this was something I, I don't know um, if, if we'll talk about more length at a different time, but uh, the idea of going through the pregnancy period as a guy versus the woman, and I always thought that I would be more connected, um, you know, or I would have this, you know, I don't know, but I was surprised by how it was very much, it seemed, you know, like I felt very much not a part of it up until like the baby was there. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know if I was trying to make up for lost time or if it was just that once that baby was there, then it kicked into overdrive. But, I, you know, it was like I really wanted to, or you know, build that connection, you know. So that and the seeing that pay off and, um, you know, now we're getting to the point where we're starting to test boundaries. And it's, I'm wondering if that close bond is maybe, uh, you know, we'll see something you watch what you wish for kind of thing. Because... Mm -hmm you're the guy that he's going to go to. So mm -hmm. you really have to uh, develop this, you know, a little a bit of a stiffer upper lip than maybe I am used to because it's easy for me to give in. So that'll be something for two, 2020 to look into, uh, <laughs> whether I can stop giving chef snacks. Um, <laughs> Probably not, though. No, no. <laughs> now, you raise a good point, though. I mean, I think, you know, traditionally, at least myself growing up, and this is the dynamic with my kids, I'm the, I'm not the, the, the discipline figure, you know, I'm more like the fun dad, 
but you're right. It comes to a point where like you, it, it's, it puts you at a disadvantage because they push your boundaries and right. you can't, it takes a little more time to kind of come back into that role as an authoritative figure versus oh, yeah. like, screw you dad. Like, you know, I can get away with whatever versus mom who might drop the hammer more. Well, right. So then, it's tough to change that after you've started it a bit. And I feel like the nose hurt the kid more. You know, because he's yeah. so used to getting his way with you that when you do, you know, like you said, they'll be like, yeah, all right. And you're like, no, like, we're really not going to serious. Yeah. yeah. And then it's, uh, it's like, it's more traumatic than when, the, you know, the, just because they kind of expect it. From yeah. Like, you're, like, you're my bro. Come yeah. on. <laughs> you know, and it hurts you too. You're like, yeah, oh, right. dude, I want to hook you up, bro. Yeah. I really want to. But. Yeah. Cause yeah. It's definitely going to be office. I'm going to be that dad. Cause that's how my dad was. Yeah. And I, we're having that hard time now when i'm trying to say no or like when he's mm-hmm. and he's just doing it in spite of me and he's he's turning over just grinning yeah. it's because he wants me to say no he <laughs> wants me to get louder because then he just giggles and it's usually when he's slap happy yeah it seems like it at least um so now it's this fine line of like does emily need to step in more and say no you know it's just like at the same time he's not doing anything he's pushing books or like it's something yeah. super small yeah even my speakers i mean he's just grazing the grill but he knows what he's doing oh, he's like just i just get wait. daddy's attention yeah, just wait. Yeah. yeah i think they start to push i mean i mean i, <clears throat> I he's just started it more so but uh, you know from what i've read this is like that time period where they begin to and then you start because he's 18 months you know starting mm-hmm. to get close to those terrible twos or three nagers so right, yeah um so you know this is like the beginning of it he's starting and you know which is why i, I want to be so cognizant of it because i think drew Letting it, addressing it later is harder, right? If I'm, right. If I'm trying yeah. to uh, recorrect or recalibrate now, it's maybe I have a slight chance, you know, yeah. versus if I'm doing it at two I, or three. Well, yeah, and I don't know, like, if what I'm, I'm, I'm sure what I'm doing is completely wrong, but it's just like, do I need to, do I need to read a book? Do I need to get on Google? And like, how do we, how do I let him know? And maybe he's just too young still. Right. That like, well, I, this is not what you do. You know, do instead of saying no, do this instead. Or, and I'm or sure you could talk to ten different pediatricians and get ten different right. answers on this. But like, I know our pediatrician when we were talking to him, definitely at 12 months. And uh, I'm trying to think, when was the last week? Oh, we probably have one coming up here. Um, but it, at that, at the in his last appointment, it was too early to really start disciplining in any way. Like they were too yeah. young to like figure it out. Because mm-hmm. we had mentioned that our daycare does time out. You know, and we're like. Mm-hmm. That's too like is that too? And I, yeah, and I was like, ah, and they're like, well, you know, they don't really connect it, you know, like yeah. it's, as long as they're not. They probably think it's fun, like, oh, we're gonna hang over here and. Well, and I'll say this in the daycare's defense, they, like Shep, I know, to, behaves a hundred times better at, when he's at daycare than he does. With Agreed. Me. Yeah, that's how my kids are too. And yeah. so I know that's a fact. Um, and I mean, and I, I think that's natural, right? To a certain degree, uh, there's a certain amount of comfort that plays into that. But, uh, but, you know, I think there's probably a happy medium there, right? right. Somewhere between me and daycare. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But I'm, there's, trust me, I got nothing but love for the, the, gr- the girls that take care of Shep. I, uh, you know, I, I like them all. That's good. Except for one, maybe. Has any, any turnover? It's been the same people the whole... The, uh, well, there's been the same two, like, core people. Well, that's good. Because um, that to me that would worry me. Like you yeah. just like, oh my god, how many different people are you gonna hire yeah, no, or have to hire? Really been just turnover at one other position, and that was it. And it, mm-hmm. it wasn't like uh, like that one person worked there for a while, and then she was gone. Unfortunately, it was Chef's favorite lady, so like kind of sad to see her go. Yeah. Um, 
All right, well, okay, so I think that's good. When I'm in that groove, when I'm in that mood, and I'm in that mode, and I'm in that zone, when I'm in that flow, when I'm in that groove, when I'm in that mood, when I'm in that mode, and I'm in that zone, and I'm in that flow, let's go, let's go, let's go. Which brings me to an idea. I didn't think I was going to bring it up, but I'm going to bring it up because uh, you guys are two creative dudes. You're, uh, you're weird dudes, and I want to, I, I just kind of want to throw this out there. Um, you know, I have these different goals for the show, and you know, we talk about those in episode one. And you know, there's going to be these progress reports, but uh, I keep feeling that uh, I, I really do have this feeling that like I just have I it, I don't want to use the term blessed, but I'm lucky enough to have a really awesome group of guy friends around me, right? Better than most dudes' friends. But then I was thinking like, how could I prove that? How could I prove that my like my group of dude friends are actually better than? Your your group of bad friends, <laughs> uh, and I'm thinking like there's like a there's a format for this right, and I I don't know I mean obviously it works best on TV, but I don't know anyone on TV or uh, you know had you would even know how to begin putting something on TV, but I do think that there's an avenue to have uh, you know you see these like the game show show where they'll have it at a bar right, and there's mm-hmm. an audience and they're doing kind of like typical game show TV type uh, games and that's they play, they play it out like that. Um, and I think it would be a competition where you'd have friends compete about against other groups of friends to be the best group of friends by showing that you're like a multi-talented. So maybe like one game would be trivia, right? To show that the, you guys are smarter than the other yeah. group. And then it's like, okay, well, we have a full live band set up. You guys perform a song live. Yeah. You know, and I was like, right. all right, uh, like with well, no rehearsal, like, yeah, oh, yeah, this is all right. Yeah. Well, you can, they'll give them like 15 minutes like, to yeah. put something together where they can just be like, okay, we're gonna play A, B, C, D. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna sing. And would you know the topics beforehand or no? No, I think no, it would okay. be like kind of like a spin thing. So there'd be like, you could go to these different games, and, right. like, you know, and then yeah. be like, or like one of your friends has to go up and perform stand up, and you guys have to figure out like who's gonna do that <laughs> yeah. with the audience. And then at the end, there's one group of friends that wins over another, and then it would be kind of like either round robin or winner stays, where that could group of friends just takes on winners constantly yeah. uh hey would you pay money for that <laughs> to go watch that like if it was a drinking event and your wife was like hey you want to go get drunk and watch these dudes compete against each other like, yeah to see who that the best sounds, friends are yeah okay absolutely man yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. on my team. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's questionable yeah i'll get back to all that all right all right well i'm just uh if you're a listener and you have a way uh, to help us make this game show slash whatever uh, we want to call it happen Again, that email address is newdadpod, P-O-D, not bod, uh, at gmail.com. 